right. So I guess it's okay that we take these tickets from this guy that we don't even know. And he's got this chrome face mask. Yeah. What's up with that weird guy? This is the last time I ride the train. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, we really should just walk it. The Kentucky Fried Chicken's not that far from your place. No, it's it's like right down the street. It's like a five minute walk. I know. We shouldn't have taken the train. You all, all you do is meet creeps on train. Yeah, and then what was up with that guy taking a piss on one of the seats? I mean, come on. I, yeah, I don't know. I kind of wanted to crawl in front of it, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we got our bucket of chicken, and you think we can sneak it into the theater? I mean, I'm gonna try. You know me. I'm always trying to sneak things into the theater. All right. Okay. So we get the chicken in. I also want to get though, because we're going to a free movie, so it didn't cost us a penny. So I'd like to get some popcorn and some drinks and like candy and stuff while we're in there. So like after we find our seat, we're going to have to go back to the concession stand? No, no, I think, well, maybe. You know what we'll do is we'll get the back row and we'll just kind of slide in that way. No one will know. And that way we need a bathroom at the back row. Oh, okay. More refills, that kind of thing. Hey, that sounds good because I hate walking in front of people and I don't like it when they walk in front of me while I'm trying to watch a movie. It depends on what their butt looks like, but yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> well, you know, and depend. this is like some kind of weird amateur film too, right? I guess. I'm not sure. As long as there's like nudity of some sort, I'll be okay with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it's like a European porno film or something. We can only hope. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. uh, hold on. Let me get this door here. It, what kind of door is this, man? It's it's got like shit all over the doorknob. I don't remember this building oh. ever being here. I swear. So gross. It's pretty creepy. Anyway, uh, do you have well, any hand sanitizer? I pro- yeah, I have hand sanitizer. I uh, never leave home without it. All right, I I definitely need some of that right now. This is this is nasty. My hand is all fucking sticky. It's pretty gross. Ooh. Now, no one told me there'd be a motorcycle with a sword and a cool-ass chrome mask hanging oh, from it. fuck. Uh, hey, take take a photo of me standing by the sword. You know how much I love swords. Okay, we got time. We got time. Just okay. Me, okay yeah, I'm just going to pose like this and pretend like I'm holding the sword. All right. Okay. Ooh, that usherette is giving us the stink eye. Okay, let me take the picture real quick. Dude, that redhead is fucking hot. Ooh. Okay. Okay. All to right. each their own, Rob. Okay. Now let me try the mask on and you take my picture. You're going to, you're really going to try that on? They're not going to say anything. Oh, man. I don't know. That thing looks weird. I, I don't like it. Ooh, shit. It cut me. It cut uh, me. Do you, do you still want me to take your picture with it? Yeah. Hurry, hurry. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And there we go. go. Okay. Got All right. Let's go in. Let's go in. Quick, quick, quick. All right. Ooh, the two, the two seats in the back. I see. We got them. We got these. And the movie hasn't even started. We don't even have previews coming up. Nope. We got previews coming up. It is so dark. We are like the furthest people back. I can barely see the front row. Oh, I just banged my knee into the seat. Ow. Damn it. Oh, uh, all right. Let's, don't, let's yeah, try don't to sit down it. somewhere. And don't drop the chicken. No, this is a, why did you have to get such a big bucket of chicken? It's a, well, it's going to be a long movie. I'm assuming I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Look at the pictures though. Look how good my pictures turned out. Oh, wow. Hey, there's, did you know that you're still bleeding? Um, Ow, it stings a little bit too. Ow. Yeah. What was inside the mask? Razor blades? (laughs) Do you think there were? I don't know. I didn't look at it from the other side. I don't know. That's weird. 
Oh, oh wait. Oh, here comes your hot usherette up to us, ooh, I think. Ooh, ooh hello, baby. Uh, wait, you got to shut your phone off. We're going to get in trouble and kicked out oh, of yeah, here. Yeah, let me put that away. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. What's, what's up with her eyes? What's up with her teeth? Oh, oh my God. Shit. Ah! No! No! to watch is for a movie that is unlike any you have ever seen before. It is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror. It is a movie called Demons. Yes, the demons are coming and they're coming for you. Warning, if you have the courage to see demons sit near an exit, otherwise you might never get out in your theater who will survive the touch of the demons and who will not demons with music by billy idol motley crew the adventures rick springfield and saxon this is no dream this is happening right now and it could be happening They will make cemeteries their cathedrals, and the cities will be your tombs. Will you survive it? Demons. All right, so from that trailer, you should be aware that we are going to be doing Demons or Demoni from 1985. Are you ready for this, Rob? So ready. I was born ready. All right, this one, you may have to humor me. I'm probably going to like way fanboy out on you because this is my jam. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you, after seeing this, it became my jam. And Yay! I was so hopeful that you would feel that way about it. It did. It, this is actually replacing now in a lot of ways. I don't know if you drew the same conclusion since this movie came out first before Night of the Demons, which came out in 88. But this movie, there are several scenes in it in which almost uh, scene for scene, it's replaced in Night of the Demons. Uh, Like the car scene. Correct. With uh, the four people in the car and one of the person's name is Pig or, yeah, Pig, I believe. I think it's Baby Pig. Okay, Baby Pig. Yeah, and then in the Night of the Demons, there's a guy wearing a pig mask, and he's a pervert, and, you know. Um, But then the lipstick scene also in this movie, in Demon, Demoni, Demons, uh, shows up in Night of the Demons, where our favorite Linnea Quigley, you know, pushes the lipstick into her breast. Um, This didn't happen in this one, but it's like the same shit different movies. So I'm thinking that Night of the Demons saw this and like took a little, took a few liberties here and there. I think you will find um, the more Italian films you watch, the more that the American directors or screenwriters borrowed very uh, uh, liberally from them. Um, one of the big cases in point, I'll get to it. No, should I just do it now? There's, um, so you're familiar with Friday the 13th, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's one called uh, Bay of Blood. 
And um, the gentleman that directed this is Lamberto Bava and his father was Mario Bava. And he, he did a film called Bay of Blood and there are some scenes that are direct, directly lifted, like almost shot for shot from Friday 13th, one and two that were placed in those. And I, I seriously, like it, you'll, you watch them back to back and it's like, okay, that's that scene, that's that scene. And I think at the time, because it isn't like it is now where you're like, so much of this is readily available. I think at the time they're like, oh, it's okay. No one's really going to see these foreign ones, you know, as easily. And so we can kind of like kind of lift and take things as we, as we see fit. Yeah, we're not called, I get that. Much. Yeah. And I don't think it was like a, a, a mean spirited thing or something. I think on a lot of ways it was almost like an homage or, you know, this was really cool. It worked and we're going to try it again you know, in our film. Yeah. yeah. I, now I, I'll always like Night of the Demons, but I got to say this one, this one trumps it. It puts it like the action starts almost immediately and it puts it on another level. It's like almost, it's more realistic in a way. Oh yeah. For what it is. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you. Yes. I agree with you. Yeah. Now, um, so <laughs> Before we get into the, the thick of things, um, I've already mentioned it was directed by Lombardo Bava and uh, a couple other films of note that he's done. He did A Blade in the Dark. Um, uh, the three I'm going to talk about are just basically from the 80s. A Blade in the Dark. He did Devilfish, which is a really fun one. And of course, this has a sequel, Demons 2 from 86. And then he also did Body Puzzle. So those four movies I recommend, you know, if you like this one, maybe check those out. Um, and then it's important, I think, to note that his father, like I mentioned before, was Mario Bava, and he's a huge, huge influence on horror. He was a big horror director. Um, from the 60s, he did Black Sunday and Black Sabbath and Blood and Black Lace. Um, now, are you familiar with Giallo or Gialli films? Does that mean anything to you, Rob? I've heard the name, but I don't think I've seen many. Okay, so um, he was a big influence on, on Giallo, and, and Blood and Black Lace was one of the very first, first ones. Um, and then the, the aforementioned blood, uh, Bay of Blood, he did in 71, which was the influence on Friday 13th films. Um, he also did Baron Blood and Lisa and the Devil with Elkie Summers. Do you know her? Nope. Okay. You might like her. She's, um, she's blonde and kind of buxomy. Um, and then what's uh, really cool is he, um, Mario allowed Lamberto to work uh, with him on a movie called Shock. So he was uncredited, but he did work with his father on that one. So that's kind of how he he kind of got his feet in the door with the whole horror film thing. Oh, nice. Yes. Now I so, have to ask one mm -hmm. real quick thing. Um, it seemed like this movie was dubbed. So did, was the original language Italian or it are the actors just like really bad at acting? So a, a large, like almost all Italian films were shot without sound whatsoever and everything was done after the fact. Oh, so the voiceover, like the, it's their actual voices, but it doesn't sound like it matches up most of the time. So that may be the case, or you may have like, um, let's say that, uh, let's say they hire us. Okay. So you and I are actors in the movie but we're working with people who may be from Germany and they may have like, let's say that Ingrid, the Escherette was actually Italian. Well, they're all speaking in their native languages. Okay. So 
a lot of times you just are reacting to kind of like what your script says. Um, and then everything was just dubbed into whatever language they needed. So you and I would be speaking English. And so in the English cut, we would look okay. You know, our, our voices would like really fit. Yeah. But then in the Italian cut, they'd be like, those two guys, their voices don't quite line up because they would dub us with Italian. Ah, so okay. Would, yeah. That's what I was thinking because yeah. the thing that I had it like their, like I said, their voices sound disjointed. Um, and even on some of the ones who like the um, Bobby Rhodes, the guy who played. Oh, wait. Bobby Rhodes is, uh, isn't that uh, Tony? The pimp. Yeah. yeah the guy Tony. who played the pimp. Uh, his voice, like his lips were moving along with his voice. And I was like, okay, that's definitely an English speaking, but his voice didn't sound like it matched up with when he was speaking. Yes. And, and sometimes in some of these films, like the, the big thing was to get like a wider um, spread audience, they would hire like kind of famous actors or actresses. Like I kind of mentioned Elkie Summers, you know, sometimes they weren't like large caliber actors, um, like maybe Carl Malden or someone like that. But sometimes they wouldn't actually get the actor to do the voice. So you might have someone with a very distinct voice. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone whose voice you'd recognize. I don't, let's say Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, I'm using this for example, but let's say you got Arnold Schwarzenegger to be in your film, but then you would not get Arnold Schwarzenegger to do the voice. And sometimes it's very jarring because you're like, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, but that's not his voice coming from it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So it's okay. all very interesting how they did that. But yeah. Yeah, that is like, that's the, that's kind of the only gripe that I have is that a lot of the times I was, just listening. And I was like, that voice doesn't sound like it belongs to that person. Okay. And now see, I, me, and I'm not, I'm nothing at all towards you. I totally get that. Me, to me, that's actual, like it adds to these films. I think the more you watch, the more you're like, okay, that's just par for the course, but that kind of adds a whole nother level. It's almost like when you watch the, uh, like the Kung Fu movies and things like that, how those voices usually don't line up either. Yeah. I've grown to love those. So it'll probably just be a thing where I'll get used to it. Yeah. But I totally get where you're coming from. And I'm certainly not meaning to like sound like I'm talking down to you or anything. So please don't take it that way. Never, never did. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay. Cause you're my bud. Um, and then I'm, I'm really sorry, but I have to keep going with this. Um, this probably will mean nothing to you because this is kind of a new one for you, but I want to make sure that people listening, if they're into this, they kind of realize how into it I am as well. So the movie, I don't know if you paid attention or if even like you even realized that it meant anything, but it said it was presented by Dario Argento at the beginning. Yes, I saw that. And his name is very predominant on like the posters and everything. He was a big, he is still, but he was a very big deal in Italy for his films. And he um, wrote this with uh, Lombardo and he also produced it. Um, Dario had like a ton, a ton, a ton of films that were very big. Um, he, he, uh, had like, uh, for sure one movie poster in the lobby in the movie, Four Flies on Gray Velvet. Um, cause I thought it was kind of cool how they work movie, movies, posters from other movies in the lobby of the film. But, uh, Argeno, um, he had a hand in, uh, he directed Suspiria, which is a big one, Tenebrae, uh, Phenomenon with Jennifer Connelly. Um. Those are both from the 80s. In the 90s, he did trauma. And then we talked earlier on one of the other podcasts a little bit about the Julian Sands uh, Phantom of the Opera. He did that one. Okay. Um, and then in the 2000s, he did Sleepless and he did Dracula 3D with Rutger Hauer. 
Now, uh, there's only one that I remember seeing by him, and I believe that was Mother of Tears, the third mother. Holy cow, are you serious? Yeah. You just surprised me more and more. <laughs> now, You're what awesome. year did that come out? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I didn't. I left that one off because it's not like the most well-received of the Mother's trilogy. Oh, okay. Um, let me look it up really quick. Um, but yes, yeah, Suspiria was the first one of that. Um, and then Inferno. Uh, let's see, Mother of Tears. Did you like Mother of Tears? I did. I, oh, did you really? Did yeah. you really? Yeah. But you've not seen yet. Wow, Rob. I, mm, I See, I almost wanted to make you watch Suspiria, but we can't do it because it's from the 70s. Um, well, we anyway, can talk about it on a bonus episode. We could do that. Uh, Mother of Tears was 2007. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's more recent. Yes, that one, there was a gigantic break. Like we almost didn't think that we were going to get that film from him because um, it was a trilogy, supposed to be a trilogy. And the other ones came out pretty quick, like Suspiria was 77. And then um, uh, the other one came out fairly close to that one. And then this one, like it was like years between it. And for a while, we really did. I mean, Inferno, did I say Tenebrae? Inferno, sorry. Inferno came out fairly quickly to um, Suspiria. And then Mother of Tears took quite a while. Okay. Now I was thinking that Mother of Tears, like since it was the third mother, I was like, okay, so there's two other Mother of Tears movies. <laughs> and like, oh, okay. Like yeah, said, no. I don't know shit about like all these Italian movies and the creators and everything. Yeah, no. So, yeah, Inferno was like 1980, I believe. Yeah, 1980. And then so the 77 was Suspiria. So that's only like, what, three years between those? And then what did I say, 2007 yeah. for the other one. So there's a big gap. Yeah, that's a huge gap. Yeah. I'd be curious, since you liked that one, I'd be curious to see what you thought of the other two. I also liked it because I have a huge crush on Aja Argento. And so, you know, she was in it. It's like, hey. <laughs> okay, so keep that in mind because I want to, this is going to come and play a little bit, okay? Okay. You hold on to that love for Asha. You just get cooler in my book. I swear, Rob, you get cooler and cooler in my book. I'm just full of surprises. You are full of surprises. All right. And then one more thing I think is important to note is the music for this movie, because I think it's phenomenal. The score, the composer. Oh, it's great. Love that oh. 80s rock. Oh, love it. So it's Claudio Simonetti. Um, and he was part of the band Goblin. Do you know? You probably don't. I, I'm going to quit doing that to you. Do you know I'm going to quit doing that? I, I don't. <laughs> I, I think it's, it connotates negativity towards you, and I don't mean it that way. Um, no, it doesn't. I don't take it that way. Okay, good, because that's not how I mean it. Anyway, so he's he was part of a of a, 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 a progressive rock group, uh, Goblin, and they scored like tons of Argento films and things like that. Um, on his own, though, Claudio, he's done Conquest with Lucio Fulci. Um, he did Cut and Run um, by uh, Rogerio Diodato, man who brought us Cannibal Holocaust. Um, he did the score for Hands of Steel by Sergio Martino, Nightmare Beach by um, Umberto Lenzi, The Church by Michele Suave, and Michele uh, will come up in a minute. And then he also did uh, The Editor, which I love because it's like a, it's, it's from 2014 or 2014. Yeah, I said that right. I'm sorry. I'm on crack. Um, and it's like a, uh, like kind of like a, uh, a modern play on the Giallo films. And if you haven't seen the editor and you love Giallo films, you, you need to see it. Um, but that's by director Adam Brooks and Matthew Kennedy, but that's a really fun one if you're into Giallo, but anyway. Okay. So that's where I needed to geek out. And now we can move on to the actual film itself, but thank you for humoring me so much. 
<laughs> All right. So, um, now did you, uh, did you want to start us off? Yeah, I can do that. Go for it. So it uh, takes place on a train. Uh, there's a, now what's the, is it Cheryl? It is Cheryl. Uh huh. Okay. Played by Natasha Hovey. I hope I got that right. Um, we see her on a train and there's like, uh, I don't know. It keeps, it goes from dark to light, dark to light. I guess they're going through tunnels and stuff. And, uh, she, we see it cuts to like a lot of different people on the train. And then she is kind of looking out the window and she sees a face with this chrome like mask and she gets a little jarred. Um, but then it's gone and then she gets off the train and she's kind of walking through the station. Am I saying this right? Because it. Oh, you're great. You're great. You're, oh, okay. I'm just going to interject people when, when, when you kind of get to a breaking point. Yep. You're great. You're great. Yeah. So, um, and then it turns like she comes out to the city and that's where I realized that this takes, this does not take place in America. <laughs> okay. Correct. It was, it's actually filmed in uh, Berlin and um, Rome, but it's technically supposed to take place in Berlin. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then she's got to meet up with her friend, but before she can do that, um, we see, we're met with like this, well, we see the guy's feet and his arms and it looks like he's carrying something like a weird looking briefcase. Um, and she's on the run. She's really spooked. And then she takes a sigh of relief as she rounds a corner and then she looks and it turns out that uh, metal face is right there in front of her and he hands her tickets or no, a ticket. A ticket. Yep. Yeah. And then she asks for another one for her friend. Yes. Now. So earlier I mentioned uh, Michele Suave. He directed tons of, well, not tons, but he directed some very um, really cool Italian horror movies. But uh, in this case, he was actually the man in the chrome mask. He acted as well. Um, and uh, so some of the other ones I just want to mention real quick. He was in The Black Cat, The New York Ripper, Caligula 2, The Untold Story. And I'm not joking about that. Caligula 2, The Untold Story. Yeah, he was in Absur Abs Absurd and he was in City of the Living Dead and he was also in Alien Terror. So those are the ones where he was an actor. I didn't list any of the ones he directed, but so okay. this gentleman was comfortable in front of and behind the camera as well. Nice. Yes. And are you ready to get your mind blown? Totally. Okay. So I am jumping ahead, but he is also one of the actors in the movie that these guys are watching. Wow. That's meta. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, just real quick, I, I found nothing at all on um, Natasha, the actress that plays Cheryl. I, I found no films whatsoever that I know this woman from. So, yeah. Hmm. And then um, the ticket is for Metropool. Um, right. I wanted to talk about that because I did a little bit of digging and it's uh, the name of that can be seen as a building in the first Silent Hill video game, which is like I'm a total Silent Hill. Oh, geek. are you serious? Yeah, I love Silent Hill series. And uh, so, yeah, it's a building in the first Silent Hill game. And it's uh, the building used for the exteriors of the Metropole Theater. It still stands in Berlin. It's a club called Goya. It's been host to several horror conventions, thanks to its appearance in this film. 
holy cow, that's cool. Now, this, the Silent Hill one, do you think it's a nod to this? It might just be because, I mean, like Silent Hill, there's a bunch of shit happening all the time with, with like uh, otherworldly creatures and demons and, you know, that sort of thing. And so it's like the next time I play the original Silent Hill, I am definitely going to be looking to see the Metropole there. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. See, I have no frame of reference. I that I'm glad you bring that to the to the conversation because I have no frame of reference for that really. I've seen the the movies, the Silent Hill movies, but I have no frame of reference as far as the games go. Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool. I love video games. So it's like when when I saw that information, I was like, oh wow, this is this is gonna be good. So I guess this is your way of teasing me because I don't have thumbs, but we can move on. <laughs> you don't have thumbs. <laughs> what did you do right. did you amputate them i got really hungry one day and i just started chewing on my nails before i knew it they were just gone oh so uh you don't have opposable thumbs you can only use four no. fingers no i should have just had a snickers because that satisfies yeah yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so are you good are you on a roll you want to keep going um yeah, yeah you could take it oh okay so so she asked for that second ticket because she's going to meet up with her friend kathy and Kathy is Paola Cozy. Oh, and again, I just want to put this out there. These are, for the most part, Italian actors, uh, lesbians, directors, everything like that. In no way, shape, or form am I making fun of anyone by mispronouncing their name. I mean, no disrespect. I think the world of all of these people, I love this film. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm just, you know, being silly or anything like that. So I'm trying my best to pronounce the names correctly. Um, she worked with a Lucio Fulci in uh, A Cat in the Brain and Demonia. And that one, she played a pregnant nun. But anyway, so um, so she's telling uh, Cheryl that she, because uh, they were supposed to meet and go to actually um, like a, like an instructor. She's supposed to meet an instructor. I think it's music, I think, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. They're supposed to go to like a music class, but they're going to skip that and go to this Metropole thing. And Kathy's really stressing that she hopes it's not a horror movie because she doesn't like those at all. Um, so they book it down to Metropole. They're heading into the uh, theater. And then we see two guys checking out the bike. And we'll later learn that that's Greg and uh, George, George, sorry, George and Ken. Um, and we have other people kind of coming in there. Um, and then we see the blind man touching the mask and he's with his daughter. Uh, and then we see uh, Rosemary and she puts the mask on. And she actually gets cut. Um, and oh, then I, yeah, yep. yeah. And then I noticed that once they get in there, those seats look really uncomfortable to me. Yeah. They didn't look like, well, the, those are old movie theater seats. I mean, from a theater that used to be in my area, we would go to, it's kind of like the neighborhood theater. It looked a lot like those seats. Yeah. And with what comes later in the film, I wonder if they didn't actually have like, like, they found seats from somewhere that had been like demolished or something. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, they, I, to me, I just put down, they look really uncomfortable. I would not want to sit there and have that be the last seat I sat in before I paired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could sit for two hours in those seats. No, I could not. No, I could not. They just look hard and wooden. Like, I don't even think some of them look like they had like cushions on them or anything. Yeah. They, they kind of look like uh church seats almost. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So now our boys um, are George and Ken, like I mentioned. George is Urbano 
um, Barberini, and he did opera with Dario Argento. He was also in The Black Cat um, by Luigi Cosi. And he was just recently was in Casino Royale um, in 2006 with um, Daniel Craig. So he's still kind of acting. And then Ken is Carl Zinni, and he was in Delirium. And um, oh, and that in Delirium, he played a character named Mark. So he's tops in my book. And he was also in opera as well, but he was uncredited in that one. So these two guys, they kind of joined the girls and you could tell that they're like, you know, really interested in them. But the, Cheryl's OK with it. But uh, Kathy really doesn't want to have anything to do with the two of them. Mm-mm. And then the film starts. Which I thought was a pretty cool, clever idea about the film that they're watching. So the, 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 the film that they're watching is actually a horror film. Um, it's. Uh, these um, two couples are basically like a in a cemetery almost, um, and it, it starts. Uh, how would you say they, they they okay? So they find like uh, this inscription on a tomb. It says that the the, the dead will or uh, like a oh yeah yeah because they're looking, cemeteries. Um, they will make uh, cemeteries, their cathedrals, and yeah. uh, their cities. Yeah. And yeah. it's supposed to be like the lost prophecy of Nostradamus or something like yes, that. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yep, exactly. Um, and then uh, we get, we get um, the, uh, the grumpy anniversary couple. And uh, she's like, we, we were supposed to go to dinner. He's like, well, I'm taking you to the movies. And she's like, but it's free. <laughs> uh, and then we get another younger couple that come in. That's uh, Tommy and Hannah. Um, and then I guess the, um, anniversary couple was, uh, Frank and Ruth. Uh, and then we get, um, who you mentioned earlier, we get, um, Tony and Rosemary and Carmen. Um, I tried to break these down into groups because there's like these main kind of groups that we're kind of focused on. And then we get Werner who is, um, visually impaired and his daughter Liz and Liz eventually, um, kind of meets someone else. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, Honestly, I thought that wasn't a father and daughter. I thought that that was an old blind man with his, like he was a sugar daddy. Well, they don't really bring that up until later when he mentions his daughter. I think they kind of want you to think that to add to like the salaciousness of the whole thing. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking the entire movie until that part where, you know, he was talking about his daughter. I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. So So really quick. Oh, go ahead. No, Kent. Uh, Rob, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it makes sense now because like through the entirety, I was like, okay, uh, she's with him because he's old and blind. He's probably got a lot of money. And then she goes and does a romantic rendezvous. Like, uh, you know, it makes it, it makes it more hotter for her because. Right. Oh yeah. He's there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They totally set it up that way. Yes. Um, I don't think you're off point with that one at all. Uh, so real quick, just to get these guys knocked out of the way until we get to the punks, I'm going to just go over everybody's career and then we can move on if you're okay with that. Sure. Okay. So if you want to like go get a pizza or something and come back about half an hour. All right. Like, I'm going to go take a leak and then <laughs> it's going to. All right. So first off, um, Ingrid is the usherette, the redhead. My favorite. Um, and she's actually quite the little scream queen herself. Um she was in um, the Bay of Blood one, which I mentioned earlier, because she started very young, like child young. 
She was in Bay of Blood, uncredited. Um, she was in Who Saw Her Die by Aldo Lada, Laudo. Um, she was in Barren Blood, which I talked about before. She was in Paul Morrissey's Flesh for Frankenstein. Ringing a bell? No, I've never seen that. Okay, you should, and then you'll thank me. Um, she was on Footprints on the Moon. Um, uh, and then she was also in Deep Red by Dario Argento. And then she just kind of, the 70s really kind of seemed to be her thing. And then she just kind of petered out. Um, and then, uh, so Frank, uh, the grumpy anniversary couple, the husband, he was in Plan of the Vampires, Nude for Satan, which is one of my favorite movies, Hercules, and Night of the Sharks. And then his wife, Ruth, was played by Nicole Tessier and nothing, I believe, I think this was her only film or maybe one other one. And I did, wasn't familiar with it. So I did not uh, write that one down. Um, and then Tony, as you mentioned earlier, was Bobby Rhodes. He was in Screamers from 79, uh, The Great Alligator from 79. He did Hercules. He did Endgame. And he was also in Demons 2. And he was a stuntman in Leviathan. Ooh. Yes. Now I'm going to take it back. I didn't know Screamers was that early. I thought Screamers was the 80s. So Screamers is an alternate title. The movies had like a bazillion different titles. This one has Barbara Bach. Oh, so it's not the Rutger Hauer one with the... Uh... No. Okay. No, All right. No. This one promised that you would see men turned inside, fish men turned inside out, and you don't actually see that in the film. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah no. And yeah, they actually I... stuck like... A... Oh, go ahead. No, I got a little confused because I remember the, the screamers from the 80s and I was like, oh, I, I know that movie. Yeah, no, not at all. This one, they actually stuck like a, a beginning sequence with, um, oh, who is it? Uh, James Cameron and, oh, 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 he was in Barren Blood and I'm drawing a blank on his name. But to another like very famous actor and the actual sequence that they're in is maybe like the first five minutes of the movie and it's just tacked on just to get you know American people into it. Okay. Um, but yeah. And then so uh, Rosemary is uh, they were the who is it? Frank references them as being like sex workers, but it's never really stated that they are. But so Rosemary is um, Goretta Goretta, whom I love so much. She did Murder Rock and she did Rats Night of Terror and she was in Terminator 2, but not the Terminator 2 you're thinking of. This was from uh, director Bruno Matai. And it's basically a He's just using the name Terminator 2 to cash in on Terminator to trick people into the sea. <laughs> um, and now Rosemary's the one with the long hair who puts the mask on. Just okay, so you know. yeah. Yep. Now the other one is Carmen, and that's uh, Fabiola Toledo. And they have no photo for her on IMDb. Oh, but they do if you click on, there's a circle with no photo, but if you click, it has photos from Demon. Oh, okay. Thank okay. You. You're welcome. She was also in Caligula, the untold story. She was in a blade in the dark. And she is the daughter of Dario Argento and the half sister of Asha. Oh my goodness. Yes. Because it says that Hannah is Fiore Argento. And I'm thinking that's another daughter of Dario Argento here. Oh, wait. Now I'm talking about Carmen. Yeah. Hannah made. Now Hannah's the other one. Hannah's the, the young couple. Yeah. Yeah. But now I looked and uh, I don't know if I wrote. Let me see what I put for Hannah. Oh, wait. Hannah. No, no, no. They've got two. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So it says 
See, IMDb had messed this up because Fiore Argento is Hannah, but Fabiola Toledo is, ha- is the same name. Now, what? okay, this is confusing, but just bear with me here. I'm Fi- on there too. Let me let me go with you. Fiore Argento was born in 1970 in Rome, Italy. She's an actress and costume designer. Um, hold on. Okay, I was looking at the wrong one. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So am I correct? She. As Fabio Toledo, she was moved. All right, now everything just got even more confusing. <laughs> okay, so is there, there's two girls here, and you said Fabiola Toledo was the daughter of Dario Argento and the sister to Aja, but what about Fiore Argento, who plays Hannah then? Let me. Here I'm just spreading like maybe misinformation. Okay, no, I just honestly I don't know, so I'm trying to figure this out. So let's see here. I'm gonna let's see here. What I'm going to do really quick is bounce over here. Let's do this. Did I just fuck up the flow? No, no. I mean, just keep talking. Don't just. Um, oh, okay. Don't, don't just put your head down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what did I do? Did I just open up a can of worms here? Oh, of course. Yeah, this okay, is... Okay, so when you go to Fiore Argento, it says the director's eldest daughter. Oh, it doesn't say that for me. I'm on Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia, all right. So let me try. I mean, because... That says eldest daughter. Let's see what happens with Fabiola. Maybe she's like a half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because you'll find in a lot of these films, um, that there's like an overflow. Um. She doesn't have her own actual page, though. I may have just messed that one up. Because the, the fact that her last name is Argento makes more sense with that one as opposed to Toledo. I, I may have just, like, shoot, I may be wrong on that, then. It's weird, though, because I... Uh, because all the other uh, all the other information I have is right, unless I click over. You know what I mean? I wonder if I did that. Yeah, because I, sometimes I do that. Like I'll click on it, and I'll say, "Okay, j- you know, going by the last name." And then right, when you right, said right. that, I was like, "Oh, Fabiola Toledo," but she doesn't have the same last name. Maybe she's got a different mother. I don't know. Older half-sister of Asha Argento. Okay. All right. So they don't have... Okay, so she's Dario. Oh, well, that makes sense because they're both Argento. Okay, so let me let me go back just for fun and let me do this really quick. I'm so sorry, guys. This makes for like horrible podcast listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> while I click around. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Tap, 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 tap. Right, right, right. <laughs> 
let's see here. Let me go real quick. Because it sounds like a Fiore um, did a lot behind the camera as well, like way more behind the camera than in front of, which I think is cool when, when people kind of have like a role behind uh, filmmaking as, as well as in front of it. Let's see here. Fabiola? Come on, Fabiola. Okay, she is known. Uh, let's see here. Let me click. Because this looks more like where I got my information. Okay. Um, career, lived 10 years, some horror time, uh, demon, play in the dark. Also a producer. No, I think I just totally botched that. Uh-oh. Yep. No, so I, I totally apologize to the Argento family and everyone involved, as well as Fabiola. Fabiola is not a missing sister. Mr. Avasha Fiore uh, is. <laughs> sounds like Miss Toledo is a producer on some films as well as an actress. But as far as what I said she was in, that is correct. She was, Fabiola was in Caligula in A Blade in the Dark. And um, have I gotten to, no, I haven't even got to Hannah yet. I'll get to Hannah. Um, Whew. Okay, so I'm back on track now. Sorry about that. My head's spinning. Okay. <laughs> no worries. I'm I'm glad we cleared that up because I was thinking that there I know was... I don't want to I don't want to be putting like misinformation out there in the world. All right. So then the younger couple. There's another uh, couple. Um, it's Tommy and that's Guido Baldi. And this was his only film, as far as I could tell. Um, and he is also um, Ash Argento's half brother. No, he's not. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Hannah, who is Fiore Argento, is. Asha's half-sister and Dario's daughter. And she was in Phenomena and Trauma Uncredited, and she was in The Card Player, which are all Dario films. And then um, we have the uh, uh, vision-impaired gentleman, Werner, is Alex Sarah, and he was in Lady Hawk with Michelle Pfeiffer. Do you know that movie from 85? I've heard of it. I can't oh, okay. recall if I'd actually seen it, though. Not actually an Italian horror movie, so I thought I'd throw that in there and see if it helped you out at all. <laughs> And then Liz, who is his daughter, is Sally Day. And there's nothing I recognized her from. And then he's just credited as Liz's lover in the movie. Um, I just put down Creek. Um, but he was in Tea with Mussolini from 99. He played Mussolini. Didn't see that. No, but it had Cher in it. And more importantly, Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes around to Dame. Yes, it, it's full circle again. Full Circle, full circle. So I apologize for the debacle. I will never, ever talk about any actors or actresses again on this. You guys can just look at IMDb yourself, and I'm done with that. Hey, who's to say oh, IMDb is completely right, though? You never know. <laughs> I know. It's just me clicking around like a fool. All right. So um, now we're back. We've mentioned all the characters. The movie within the movie that they're watching, it's just really breaking down more about, like, the whole Nostradamus like you were talking about. Um, and then we got the gross man making out with Liz while her, her, her we thought was her husband was sex. Her father is sitting there. Um, and then uh, they find like a, a book, like inside Nostradamus, Nostradamus's tomb and it's wrapped in cloth and it's got a picture of the actual mask on there. Um, and then uh, George kind of joins Cheryl and then Ken joins Kathy on the other side. And then the movie, they're like, whoever wears the mask becomes an instrument of evil. And then um, the one guy puts a mask on in the movie and he kind of starts to bleed. And then Rosemary, Goretta, Goretta, the coolest person in the world, she also starts to bleed, just like in the movie. 
Yeah, and so she excuses herself. Mm-hmm. You want to go from there? Because I know you love this stuff. <laughs> well, let me just say that her hair is awesome and she's beautiful. She's, I love her so Like, I, If you get a chance, uh, oh, you don't have a, if you ever get a chance, try see if you can try to find some interviews from this uh, this actress, this thespian, because she's so much fun. Like, she's just as cool as you think she would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they got it all over YouTube if I looked it up there. Yeah, she is great. I really love her. But yeah, she's scared because she doesn't, she can't stop the bleeding, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's constantly touching her face, making her way to the bathroom. Um, and then I just want to preface this with the, uh, I forgot her name. Oh, Nicoletta Elmi, who plays the, uh, the usherette. Yeah, sure. Uh, looked, Ingrid. Ingrid. Yeah, Ingrid. Okay, it looks like she's wearing a Christmas costume, dressed up as a green elf. Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah, but <laughs> it's weirdly cut on the side. Did you notice? Like it's open on the side. Yeah, I did. See, of course, I noticed that. I'm like, what's up with this? And she's got like a belt cinching it close. Yeah, that's a very unfortunate choice for a redhead. I, yeah. It's like the costuming department didn't really think that one through. <laughs> and I also thought that she was in league with everybody else because she's always got that evil look to her, like that scowl on her face, you know? It's so cool that this is your first time. I feel like, like deja vu with you in the Funhouse. It's so cool that this is your first time because everything you're saying, I felt the same way. Like I, I totally thought the same thing about Werner and that being his like wife or partner. And I totally thought the same thing about Ingrid. Okay. Watching. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm right there with you, Rob. Yeah. And so I was yeah. like, all right, you know, she's like through the, throughout the whole movie until it actually tells me different. I was thinking that she's part of this and, you know, she's somehow trying to turn everybody into demons and, you know, shit like that. Um, but, but anyway. Almost, oh, but it, with that still, it almost kind of plays into like the mythology of the guy handing out the tickets. Cause it's like, was the theater there before or you know, Cause like, if you really work there, wouldn't you be like, I don't know. The whole thing is like, kind of like makes your head hurts. Like the Terminator trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. That's you know true. What I mean? Like if you did work there, how did this all transpire? If you were working there. Right. Did it just like pop up out of thin air all of a sudden or. Right. Yeah. I mean, is Ingrid just like, you know, what movie are we showing? You know, cause really other than Ingrid, they don't show anyone else working there either. No. And like, how did she get that job? Who hired her? You know, that kind of. Was this her first night? (laughs) Oh, well, I'll just run the whole damn show. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So this poses a whole lot of questions. It does. Right. Or did she just, they grab her off the street and throw a belt on her. And they're like, now you're an usherette. Take this flashlight, Ingrid. (laughs) Wear this Christmas costume. (laughs) Or was she on her way to a Christmas ball? We don't know. Yeah, that's true. She could have been like trying to make some money before she actually had to buy Christmas presents. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We don't know. We'll never know. Um, So Rosemary's in the bathroom now. Now, does she wash her face or is she just looking at herself in the mirror? I think she's got like, I'm trying to remember. I believe she dabs it with water and she's like touching it because it looks really angry. Yeah. And it's bubbling up like it. like a bubble pops up and then there's pus coming out and like her transformation begins. Yeah. And I thought that was a very cool transformation because you can see 
um, regular teeth being pushed out by sharp oh. teeth and yeah, which looks <laughs> so painful, Rob. Oh, it does, man. Can you imagine like when you were a kid and you were losing your baby teeth, get, they were getting pushed out by your adult teeth. Oh, imagine if that were bad. to happen all at once. Right. Like, boom, here we go. <laughs> you would be in so much fucking pain. Oh God. Yeah. And they're sharp on top of that. It's not like, I don't know. Just, the whole thing looks so awful. Right. And it, like we see her eyes change and her face gets all veiny. Um, and then she decides to stalk the halls. Well, you're kind of jumping. You're kind oh, of jumping. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. So now we're back to um, uh, Carmen and Tony. And he's like, you need to go check on her. So Carmen heads to the bathroom. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. See, yeah. I am all out of sequence. No, you're fine. And that's when she, not Rob, you're my buddy. And you know what? I'll, I'll do a lot for you. But if I go in a bathroom and I see that sink looking like that, I'm going to think twice about trying to find. <laughs> hey, I would do the same. I'd be like, you're on your own, pal. Oh, God. So it looks like they pretty much sacrificed a baby in the sink. Um, and oh. so like, Carmen's like kind of doing that slow walk down all the stalls. Yeah, I would be out of there. I'm not going looking for you. No way. Yeah. And then she pushes the door open. And that's pretty much when we get the big reveal of Rosemary. Yeah. You see her claw, her like clawed hand and then she whips around. Yep. And I guess that's what they were going for too. Like she, her face is turned to the corner and she, it Mm -hmm. like, it's like she's sobbing, but then, you know, that reveal, it's just like, Oh shit, it's a demon run. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, But she doesn't quite make it out of there in time. Of course not. No, she gets scratched. Where in this movie, it's almost like if they just look at you wrong, you're a demon. (laughs) And actually, I had that in my notes where like on the reveal of, you know, first uh, Rosemary getting cut and then um, that um, Carmen getting scratched. Sorry, I'm having a hard time with names today. But yeah, Carmen getting scratched. And I was like, so that's how demons are made. It's kind of like zombies where if you get bitten or scratched by a zombie, you turn into one. Or if they sneeze on you or if they walk by you and they like briskly touch you. (laughs) (laughs) If you try on a pair of shoes at Shoe Carnival after they put their foot in it. (laughs) So many ways. There's so many ways, Rob. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, that's that's how they reproduce because they don't have sex. Right, exactly. And then so we then uh, would you want to keep going or you want me to do it? Oh, you can go. So uh, uh, Carmen. doesn't escape, but she gets out of the bathroom and into the land of curtains. Oh, yeah. And I was wondering, like, what movie theater ever has all those goddamn curtains? I thought the same thing. And after this watch, I thought, I think we're supposed to give ourselves over to, like, a dreamlike quality with the basis of everything going on. That's just what I'm going to go with. Do you know what I mean? Because there are so many curtains in the... And a lot of Italian films, there's things just for the way it will look, like it's, visually how it will look on, on, on film. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of those instances where it's like just how cool will it look for this woman to go through like a bazillion red velvet curtains. Yeah, it's like a labyrinth of curtains. You a gotta- labyrinth of curtains. Exactly. <laughs> and then so while she's going through her curtains, 
We are also getting the movie still going on. And then the, the demon guy, for some reason, much like the werewolf, he's a demon, but he's got a knife and he's just stabbing everybody. Yes. I was like, yeah. is this okay? This was supposed to have demons. Did this turn into like some kind of slasher flick? It where- does feel like a slasher, doesn't it? Yeah. Not, and I did not really write many of the people in the movie that they're watching down. But I think, like I said earlier, I think the person doing the killing is Jerry, who is the man in the mask, Michele Suave. Okay. And he's the one who got cut by putting on that, that demon mask, right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Yes, I believe so. Okay. So also in the curtains, Carmen is not alone because Liz and her lover have left her dad and they're getting jiggy in the curtains too. Yes. And where are these curtains? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I re- this is one of those movies like for me, the layout of things is really hard to gauge it. Yeah. And I see, I'm a person... Like I'm a very literal person. And so I try to figure things out and like what part, what area are they in and how far are they away from like everybody else? Yeah. And I almost wonder if it's not purposeful to make us feel as like disjointed and ill at ease as the people in the setting would feel. Mm -hmm. Sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) so Werner, the, uh, the visually impaired man is looking for his daughter, Liz. Um, and then uh, um, we still have Carmen behind the screen. And now all of a sudden in the movie, for some reason, the girl's in the tent and she gets attacked. And she's. Yeah. Where the hell did the tent come from? <laughs> I don't know because and I don't know who she was. I, I don't understand that part of the movie within the movie. Yeah, because like I get the, the two couples. And I know earlier, like before that scene in the movie, movie, they referenced that the their, they left their bikes because they were like looking for lizards or something. And the bikes have been there since the morning, but now it's evening. And so I don't know who these other two are in the movie. I have no idea. I almost would like to see that movie as well. They kind of just popped up out of nowhere. Right. To go to sleep in a tent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that woman's being attacked in the tent and she's screaming. And so is um, Carmen. Yes. it And like, well, I guess much like Rosemary, like her infected neck starts to bubble. Ah, yes, yes. And, and then she breaks. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Who makes the comment that there's somebody behind the screen? That is Kathy, the one who didn't want to go there in the first place. Cheryl's friend. OK. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. OK, good. OK, yeah. Um, yeah, because she's like, there's someone screaming. They're like, no, it's the movie. And she's like, no, there's someone up there behind the screen screaming. Yeah, like they couldn't see that they're watching the movie. They can't see the screen kind of pushing out like there's a person behind it. Well, God knows if they're facing the screen in this theater. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They could be watching it backwards. Right. We have no idea. Um, but anyway, so she she uh, busts through the screen and then. Uh, oh, wait, am I uh, like, wait, 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 wait. oh, um, okay, wait a minute. So, yeah, so she busts through the screen, hits the floor, and then we flip back to Rosemary, who has pulled a rope banister from the wall, and she's tying the uh, Liz and her makeout buddy, the creep guy, together as they're kissing. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, how into making out are you that you don't see? 
a red-eyed, fanged, vomiting green demon come up behind you with a rope and tie you together. <laughs> I gotta say, um, the first time I saw Liz's lover, didn't he look like Mark Shepard? Give me more. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Have you ever watched Supernatural? Yes. Okay. You know who the demon Crowley is, right? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he reminded me of a young Mark Shepard. Yeah. I just, I don't, oh, this is another thing. And I'm certainly not judging anybody. I really am not. And I'm going to sound horrible. I'm going to sound probably like an awful American, but it's a lot of times, especially with the men in these Italian films, it seems like they'll just hire and put anyone in these roles. Cause I'm like, Liz wasn't unattractive. I'm like, why would she be even giving this other man the time of day? Yeah. He was like a balding 30 something. Yeah. And not even like a, like, you know, like Tony didn't have hair, but he was like hot. This guy was not. <laughs> no, he was definitely he was just, like, <laughs> he was like a salesman that came in. To, you yes. know, the ring. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So if we're doing all this, you got in there because Chrome face gave you a free ticket. Correct. Unless you snuck into the theater. But you still didn't know it was even there. Right. Okay. So how did Liz's lover know she was there unless this man just showed up and she's like, whoa, I'm going to get me some of that. Then that says a whole lot about Liz. Right. <laughs> that she'll just hook up with yeah. anybody. Right. Like, could I have sat down next to her and all of a sudden, like, suddenly I'm, I don't know what's going on. I guess I'm buying her new shoes. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it would have been anybody she would have. I don't understand this. Do you think that maybe she got the ticket beforehand and okay. then told him okay. that I'm going to, my father is taking me out to the movies and I'm going to this is where I'm going to be like, and maybe he snuck in. I don't know that like, that's the only way I can see that it working unless that uh, whoever is giving out the tickets knew who was who and who was going to be there. Okay. Now before any of the demon stuff even starts, which would make for a really crappy movie viewing experience before this, you have her, Liz, describing everything to her father who can't see. I mean, everything. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to sit by these people. And then you have <laughs> Tony and Rosemary and Carmen smoking up a storm. Yes. And then uh, uh, Ingrid <laughs> says, could you please yeah. put out your cigarettes? I'm uh, like, and then she cool. fucking walks away. I mean, yes. <laughs> OK, if you're going to do your job, do your job. Don't just say don't smoke and then walk away and know that they're still smoking cigarettes. But Ingrid totally looks like the kind of usher that really would not care. That's true. She, she's yeah. got that scowl on her face that she's like, I don't give a shit about anything. Right. Like whatever. I'm Ingrid. Yeah. But yeah. So this is like already like the worst people you could be seeing a movie with. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, somewhere out there, someone did have a bucket of KFC. I've been oh. in I've been in those kind of movies where there's people oh, yeah. smoking pot in the front row and they're swearing and talking and just Actually, uh, yeah. Now that you've seen this, now that you have seen this, there are certain movie audiences where I do kind of wish that demons would actually take place in that audience. <laughs> <laughs> 
just for payback. Right. It's like, I'm trying to enjoy a movie here. And I, I really have no desire to get into an argument with you over a fucking movie. Right. Just let the demons take them over. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So, (laughs) all right. So, um, now Tony's up on stage with Carmen. Um, and then up on the movie screen, we see the giant demon face smiling, which I thought was really cool how it kind of like plays off of like what's happening on screen and in real life and all yeah. that. So yeah. then we get the way awesome Carmen transformation scene. Oh, yeah, that's right. You want to take it? Uh, well, I. Let's see. Or you want help? Yeah, I definitely need some help because I don't think I can do it justice. OK, well, this is the one where we actually see her fingernails kind of pop out we get more of that green spit <laughs> and everyone everyone watches rob everyone watches. <laughs> oh yes all right this is the one i had written down where it was almost like the werewolf transformation scene that it took way too long to transform yes yeah and everyone's watching her little snake tongue is shooting out yes Oh mm-hmm. shit. Now I I'm sorry. I thought that was Rosemary and not Carmen. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And see yeah, that's Rosemary. Yeah. So I thought like the tongue I thought the tongue was coming out of Rosemary's mouth and it was flicking around but that was actually Carmen. Okay. That was Carmen. Yeah. And then in the midst of all this, we get the uh Liz's lover drop down like a piñata from the balcony. That's he uh Rosemary hung him with that banister rope. Oh yes, and he was just slowly dying while all that all hell is breaking loose inside yeah. the theater. <laughs> Hanging there. Uh and now and then we also get a close-up of her fangs being pushed out. And then finally Tony's like, We gotta get out of here. And I'm like, You think? <laughs> I would have been saying we've got to get out of here at the first sign of like that tongue just doing its thing, man. Right. And then so Carmen, Demon Carmen, attacks the uh, grumpy, is it, I think it's Ralph, the anniversary guy, and just rips his throat open. Or yep. Frank, I'm sorry, Frank, 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 and rips his neck open. And uh, we're already getting getting a demon army built here. Oh, very quickly, yes. And then uh, so Blind Man finds Liz, or, or uh, Werner, finds his daughter, and then Rosemary finds him and just gouges his eyes right out. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because he's blind. I know. <laughs> I guess it's like adding insult to injury. I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I remember reading something about the director um, putting putting the guy in as a blind man watching a movie for irony. And so I was like, okay, I can understand that. Yeah, I guess so. I but guess so. <laughs> gouging the eyes of that do not work. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and now the crowd has totally freaked out, Rob, because they realize they're trapped. Oh yeah. That because much like in, well, this movie came first. So much like in this movie, but then translated over to night of demons, suddenly doorways become walls and mm-hmm. you yes. know, you, you can't get out anywhere. Right. So and they, then- Oh, go. I'm they sorry. Ripped, they're like ripping the doors off, which look like they're made of cardboard and like uh <laughs> paperboard or whatever. Right, yeah. And only to find out that it's that it's a wall, like a brick right. wall. But then they flip to the outside of the metro pool and it's just fine. There's cars driving by, it looks to all intents and purposes to the rest of the world, it's just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then I put just because I'm a nerd, I put down that there's a 
in that one scene while they're out there breaking through the wall or trying to break through, there's a Nosferatu poster up, which I love all the little nods to different movies. Oh, I did see that poster. But I can't, it went so fast that I wasn't paying super duper attention. And I can't figure out if the poster was from the, um, the Werner Herzog um, Nosferatu or if it was the um, Murnau one with Max Schreck. Hmm. I almost probably think it was the Werner Herzog one because that's from 79. I don't know if they would have one from 1922. I don't know. But I just thought that was cool. Anyway, I'll stop nerding out. Here we go. We're back on track. Um, <laughs> we're back. We're back. And then uh, <laughs> actually after that whole like uh, half-sister to Asha uh, fiasco, I don't think we're ever going to be totally back on track. We just <laughs> we're just off the rails. Um, anyway, and now Tony just takes charge. He's like, you know, we got to find an emergency exit. Yeah. And so they all like kind of spread out and just kind of run rampant trying to find ways out. Yeah. And at this point, when everybody's freaking out, I also noticed that Ingrid had joined the group and she's running along with them. Yeah. With her flashlight. (laughs) And so I'm at this point in time, I was like, oh, she's playing, you know, she's playing coy with them. Exactly. She's going to turn, she's going to turn all of them into demons, like lead them somewhere and they're going to become demons. Exactly. Exactly. I I was right there with you. I was so right there with you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And then we get, uh, I didn't, now there's so many people in this, Rob, I did not do everybody. I just kind of did the main core. And then I also did the punks coming up, but there's a woman in blue and she kind of goes off in that little room. Uh, away from everybody else, which you know it's going to be a bad idea. Why you do that, I don't know. But this woman in blue did, and Rosemary corners her and scalps her. Oh, yes, she's the scalped woman. Okay. He's a scalped woman. And then um, we get George and Ken and Tony, and they uh, kind of barricade. Rose is like really trying to get, Rosemary's trying to get out of there. They get her barricaded with that like soda machine, and they kind of smash her fingers in the process. Oh, yeah. And then that's when uh, Carmen and Tony kind of put two and two together and they realize it's the movie and the mask had something to do with all this and they got to stop the movie. Right. So they got to go up to the projection booth. Got to. Yep. They got to make their way up there. And then we kind of flip to, there's a lot of like um, little, little uh, secondary groups of people. And then we're back with the young lovers. Was it Tommy and Hannah? And they get separated. I think so. And yeah, Tommy kind of reminds me of a very young. Um, Gary Coleman. Yeah, Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. He's just got that face or the Johnny Depp, you know, the young Johnny Depp kind of face. Now, you're not talking about Ken, are you? Uh, curly haired guy. Really? You are talking about that's who you're talking about. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, is that the one I'm thinking of? Uh, he was looking for his girlfriend and she was the one in the blue dress or the blue, purple, blue yeah. shirt. Or no, something? that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. What you're talking about. Yeah. No, nope. you're good. I'm just making sure I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm correct in who I'm thinking of yep, here. You are. You are. And then Hannah's the one who's down on the bottom level, pretty much alone, crawling around in all the chaos. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then they're up in the projection booth and they realize that there's no one running the projection booth. It's just all by itself going on automatic. Yes. The film is running. And you think, okay, you're, you're in a projector room and all you got to do is kind of destroy the film to stop the movie. Mm -hmm. But they don't, they don't think of that until a little bit later. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> right. But did you catch the scene where Cheryl kind of catches a glimpse of the chrome face guy's reflection in the window of the projection booth? I did. Yes. Yeah. So he's always watching. He's like Santa Claus. He must be like the king demon or something. You're thinking. I want. Yeah, he must be. Yeah, because he's got the power to be. Uh, yeah, in the film and then out of the film. I don't know. It's all very interesting to me. Yeah, he can kind of just appear and then show up at inopportune moments, that kind of exactly, thing. Exactly, right, right. Um, and then this is where we get the introduction of the punks in the car. Yes. And um, just real quick, I'm going to just run through them. Uh, we got Ripper in the front, and that's Lino uh, Salome. He was in Demons 2. Delirium, Demonia, and then also in The Passion of the Christ, everyone's favorite torture porn from 2004. Which I um, never saw. Never saw. Um, and then we have Hot Dog, who was shotgun. That's Giuseppe uh, Mauro Cusciano. Hey, then, Giuseppe. Yeah, Giuseppe. And then the only female punk is Nina, and she's in the backseat behind uh, Ripper. And that's Enrica Maria Scrivano. And she's not anything I recognize from. And then Baby Pig um, is in the backseat uh, next to her. And he was in You'll Die at Midnight, from Lom- also from Lumberto. And he was in Opera from Dario. So um, those are our punks. And they've stolen the car and they're just kind of cruising around. And then we're just like right back to the theater again with the balcony group. <laughs> so the film has stopped now. And we have the blind guy. Um, and he's saying it's not the movie, but it's the theater and the whole place is cursed. Yeah. And how would he know this? <laughs> I guess I guess he has like a second sight now. Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. didn't he? He's the one who felt the mask and he told his daughter, mm-hmm. which we now know is his daughter, not to touch the mask or to put it off. Exactly. He sensed something already, which I would just be like, let's just leave. Yeah, I wouldn't have stayed to watch the movie at that point. But Liz was like, no, I got to get down and dirty in those curtains. <laughs> with Mark Shepard. <laughs> yeah, with Mark Shepard. <laughs> All right. So then Tony's like, we got to get rid of Liz's body, you know, because it's going to become a demon. And dad's like, no, no, no. Um. So they're getting ready to chuck her body over. And then all of a sudden, Frank, the guy that had his neck ripped out by Carmen, it pops up over and uh, grabs Tony. How did he get off the rope? He wasn't on the rope. That was. Oh, OK. I'm mixed up here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think he climbed up the rope. There was so many people and things were happening. It was just chaos. And I will I'm- be honest with you, Rob. A lot of these people I didn't really put together. And I've seen this many times. I didn't really start putting together until I was taking notes on this. I'm like, oh, wait, that's who that is. Oh, wait, that's who that is. Because there's so much going on so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the people are kind of, once they're bloody and they're demons, they really are hard to tell apart. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I can separate... Kind of what's going on between the theater and then the punks in the car, because there's only four of them inside a car and it's happening elsewhere. Right. Yes. But then when it comes to in the theater, it's like, I don't know who's doing what or what's happening to whom. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So then. um, And then. uh, So. Oh, so George has a knife that Toby, Tony has given him and stabs the. um, Uh. The anniversary guy, Frank. 
And then Frank falls on Hannah below, who's crawling around, still trying to find her way to get out. Yeah, and is he vomiting blood on her? I think so, yeah. And then she actually, on her way out, she backs into the uh, the dangling legs of Mark Shepard. Ah, Mark Shepard. yes, yes, okay. <laughs> now we're back on track. <laughs> and then she screams. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to stick with us, folks, because we bounce back and forth between the punks and the theater people until they arrive. So, and then we flip back. We got the punks in the car again, and this time they're doing Coke out of a Coke can. <laughs> yes, and I thought that was fantastic. And I even wrote that in my notes, Coke out of a Coke can. Who would have thought? With the little straw and everything. Yep. And again, like Whiplash, we're back at the theater. Uh, We've got uh, Tony. Um, Ooh, I just got my notes here. So this is when Tony gives Greg the knife. So I apologize about that other one. That was a mishap on my part. Um, And then um, the, the, uh, the hanging man pops up. So Mark. Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard. And pulls uh, Tony over. And then um, that's when Tommy realizes that Hannah is below because he hears her screaming and he comes to rescue her. And they get together and he's like, you're hurt and bleeding. And uh, she's like, oh, it's not my blood. And yeah, it's she's okay. Like, it's not it's not my blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's okay. It's not my blood. And then she's like, you're hurt. And then he, uh, uh, Tommy's just like, oh, it's just a little scratch. It's not a big deal. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Um, and now we're back with the punks, and this is where we hear White Wedding playing. Uh, and they're all fighting over the Coke can. <clears throat> and now we're back to the theater, and people <laughs> are busting out the seats, barricading the exits, and we're back to the punks. <laughs> and the who who is it that spills the cocaine everywhere? I. It's clearly not Ripper. I think it was the other three kind of fighting over it. Okay, yeah. So he's he's like, you guys better pick up every gram of coke. Yeah, and Nina's um, like, it's in my panties. It's everywhere. Yeah, and then uh, is this the scene where we get the guy with the razor blade uh, rubbing? No, because we're back at the theater. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I won't give too much away. <laughs> no, we're back at the theater where they're barricading themselves some more, and then they make that comment: "No more complimentary tickets for me." <laughs> and then they hear the pounding on the walls, and now we're back with the punks. And Nina's showing a picture of herself as a baby, which I thought was weird. The little black and white photo of her. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Now, Rob, go into your spiel because I'm cringing. Okay. We see, um, well, they're they're cleaning up the Coke and uh, one of the guys makes a comment. It looks like there's some snow in your valley. Mm-hmm. And then he's running the razor blade along her breast. And of course, uh, Nina is getting pretty hot and bothered about this as we see her shirt opening more and more to reveal a nipple. Yeah. And baby pig is the one with the razor, by the way. Okay. Baby pig is the one with the Mm -hmm. razor. All right. And so, uh, you know, he's, uh, Mm -hmm. I guess he's, he's getting her off with the razor blade until the point where he gets a little too handsy with it and it slices her tit. Oh God. I cannot take this. (laughs) I cannot take this. After I watched this the first time, that scene more than anything else in this film stuck with me. I I could not. I just can't. Oh, in no way, shape or form did I find that to be erotic. Oh, God, no. Who would? And if they do, don't date them anymore. Oh, Uh, Oh. just like a razor blades. No, I'm just I'm not with that. No, thank you. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay, now I want to. 
Okay, so then we're back at the theater. They hear the pounding some more because I'm just moving on from this because I can't, I, I can't focus on this. Okay, so my arms disassociation. Are crossed, <laughs> my arms are crossed so tight across my chest; it's not even funny. Okay, <clears throat> um, and now the punks are kind of parked a little bit outside of the theater, and they um, hear, yeah, they hear the pounding on the walls. Yeah, yeah, and then um, <clears throat> and then we're inside, and Kathy, uh, she's like, "I hear something! I hear something!" and um, and they're like, oh, it's just the seat settling into place. But then underneath the seats, you see that it's um, Werner is kind of crawling his way out of the from the seats, the the uh, the blind man. Werner. OK, yeah, that's, I was just going to ask you, Werner is the blind man. OK, yeah. And then now they're banging with the uh, fire extinguishers and they reveal a hole in the wall. Right. And it, did you see the other side of that wall? It was dripping with some kind of mucus. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I have, I don't know what to tell you. Um, anyway, well, that mucus stuff comes into play later, but we'll talk. Um, and then we kind of flip to Hannah and she's like, we should join the others. And Tommy's like, no, we're better on our own because Tommy clearly is an idiot. Clearly. With me? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm with you. All right. So now we're back with the, uh, our two main couples, you know, Cheryl and George and Ken and Kathy and um, Ingrid and the rest of the group. Um, and they're like, there's no way out um, of the, the brick room. It's very windy. And then there's like a weird noise, I'm guessing, because they show the room and it's kind of like just disturbing all the women, except for the main couples, it seems like. Yeah. And also, this is the point where I found out that Ingrid was not part of the uh, the demon group. Or is she? <laughs> <laughs> because it affected her. And right. She was kind of scared at that point. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I was wrong about this. Mm-hmm. And now they're back on the balcony and then we're with the punks outside and the police have pulled up. Right. And the punks are, they're about to hotwire a car. And yeah, the rehotwire co- the car they're stolen. Oh, rehotwire. Okay. I thought they were hotwiring a new car. <laughs> they were still the same one. They're just going to rehotwire it again to make it go. Okay. Yeah. And they're saying, okay, officer, I'm just, I'm going to get moving. I know we're parked in a no parking zone or something like that. And then the cops say, all right, out of the car now. <laughs> and so, uh, am, I, am I right with this? You're totally right. No, you're oh, good, okay, Rob. Yeah, Don't okay. ever doubt yourself. The force is strong with you. All right, good. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I mean, I saw this movie uh, during the week. And so there's a few things in my memory. The, the gaps are forming. No, you're fine. Now, did you watch it once or twice? I watched it movie? once and then I watched Demons 2 after that. Get out of here. Did you really? Yeah, I oh, didn't finish yeah. it, though, so I couldn't really get into it. I watched half of it. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, so um, what do they do now? Do they do they so run away? That's They run away, and that's when the theater just opens. Oh, okay. There we go. I, I knew they got in the theater somehow, and I just couldn't yeah. remember that part. It just opens, and they go in, but when they go in, something comes out. Do you remember? No, I. Oh, Werner. It's Werner. Werner. Werner escapes when they go in. I totally missed that. Yeah. So he's out now and they're in. Okay. And so now I'm thinking maybe that's how a Mark Shepard guy got in the theater. Oh, oh, well, okay. That throws even more of a monkey wrench into everything. Yeah, I'm maybe, gonna... <laughs> maybe he didn't even need a ticket. He just knew where she was going to be. And he was like, I'm you coming know in. 
Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. The whole thing, I don't know. You just kind of got to go with it. Yeah. Um, so now um, we've got uh, Tommy and Hannah, and they find a vent, and they think it might lead to the outside. So Tommy goes in first, and there's just basically enough room to crawl. So he's in front of Hannah, and they're crawling through. I hate this so Oh, yeah. Much. Don't you? Don't you? I'm so claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. And now we're with the punks in the drippy basement, which, again, another place in this damn theater that I don't even know about. And yeah, then, that's uh, the, the first time we see that, right? Oh, right. Yeah. And then now they're in the uh, I've got like a, the deserted theater proper they're in. And we're back in the vent with um, Demon Nails. Yes. And he uh, he hears it. He's like, there's a there's something behind us. It's like it's nails are tapping against the, the vent. Yeah. It's Hurry, like, Hannah. Scratching. Yeah. Move faster. Move faster. Yeah. And then so he moves her to the front of the line. And he says, now it's coming from in front of us, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> when I saw the hands, I knew it was her. Because they show his because I watched it and there's a scene where there, it's like an overhead scene and you see his hands. Right. So I'm like, it's totally not Tommy. <laughs> It's, it's like, you're get in front of me so that way the, the creature will attack me first. <laughs> oh, Well, that's the end of him. And then we got the punks and they, of course, find the barricaded door that contains Rosemary. Yeah. So let's just move this move this thing out of the way here. Yeah. And then this is where we get Nina with her lipstick in the mirror that's also got that drippy liquid on it. Yeah, it, it's like some a demon jizzed everywhere. It's really odd, yeah. And then um, the guys haul off or, or, or head off and leave her, and so she's just standing there putting her lipstick on, and she's attacked by the scalped demon lady. Yes, and see, when she's in the mirror with the lipstick, I immediately thought of the scene with Linnea Quigley on Night of the Demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that, totally. And then um, this is like one of the, to me, the iconic scenes of the movie where all the, the like lit eyed demons like kind of come up over the stairs. Oh yes. That would have scared the shit out of me as a child. Oh my God. Can you imagine that? Yeah. You just see that. It's like, they're all warped looking and all you see is kind of the glowing eyes and the profiles. Well, as a child, I would have demanded my mom take me out of the theater as soon as that razor blade scene started. <laughs> I'd be like, Mom, this is not a Disney movie. We're out of here. <laughs> oh, Disney presents demons. Right, Disney presents demons. Um, so then the group upstairs hears all the chaos, and they figure out there's something going on because they hear the gunshots and everything. They decide it's time to tear down the barricade. Bad idea. Bad idea. And then our three remaining punks, uh, the males, are all surrounded in the main theater. And then we see Tony that is now a demon and he's with the other demons. And they start a basic mad attack of everybody. Yeah. But that stairs scene when they were coming up them stairs, it was like in slow motion, almost like a dream. Oh yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. Those Italians know how to do it. I'm telling you. Yeah. They, they, they really got do. Uh, and then, so we got the, uh, there was a smoker earlier on. So she, she's uh, attacked. And then we've got the demon that bites off the one fingers. And we've got Rosemary going crazy and she squashes the guy, uh, the victim's head with the seat. Yeah. Holy shit, man. That's that, like all hell is broken loose in the theater now. <laughs> it's just like, do you want to party? It's party time. <laughs> right? It's like when the film breaks, they won't refund you the money. 
Um, oh no. And then we got uh, Rosemary grabs uh, Kathy, kind of throws her off, and then uh, poor Ingrid is attacked, and she's gone now. And it's very foggy in the theater now all of a sudden. And we got our two couples, George and uh, Cheryl and Kathy and Ken, and they head out. Except Kathy's not in the best of shape after being flung by Rosemary. No. So they kind of drag her along and she's like, where am I? What is this place? Oh, yes. And this is one of my favorite scenes. Oh, yeah. Because Because you you two would stand there and watch it. (laughs) She's like, who are you? Who are you people? And then her eyes start to change. Right. And but I, she's like different than all the others, though. I put in big letters. Let's watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's stand there while she transforms. Right. But yeah. she doesn't just transform. Oh, no. A demon comes out of her fucking spine. Yeah. Yeah. Like a full grown demon. Yes. <laughs> I can't quite figure this one out because, okay, we've had people that have been bit. We've had people that have been scratched, you know, and like, I'm not, other than being thrown, why does she merit the full-blown demon out of her back? Yeah, I I couldn't understand that either. (laughs) Is it just because she hated horror movies so much? They're like, well, screw you, bitch. (laughs) Like, maybe she was the first one to turn without... um you know, from the powers of the movie itself, not. Oh, okay. Maybe. Not I'll, go, from you like, know what? I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue that one after everything I've just seen. Yeah. Cause honestly uh, I can't uh, come to logical terms with why. Oh, good God. No, no, not at all. No. Um, and then I like, <laughs> I like how I think it's George is even like, look at her back. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't stand and look at her back. Take that time to run. <laughs> Yeah, don't just. Uh, why are you standing there watching this no, going on? Do not do this. Yeah. So then she scratches poor Ken, and then the other two like run off, and and then Ken is like, kind of like crawl into the lobby and lands in front of the bike. Yeah. And now then, is he the one who's talking to the other guy, and he's like. You got to do it. You got to kill me, man. I don't want to turn into one of those things. No, and George has got the pep talk. He's like, fight it. You can do it, Ken. And I'm like, no, you can't. No one else could. Why could Ken? Right, right. And this is the part where, excuse me, this is the part where the voices seemed a little bit more disjointed than usual. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, between uh, the two best friends. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, is this dubbed or is this not? Because I mean, I can see their lips moving and they're moving with the words, but it doesn't sound right. Yeah. Maybe they're just really bad actors. I don't know. <laughs> and then, so we've got, um, Oh, and this is another poster. I noticed in the background, there's an ACD poster, even though they're not on the soundtrack. Um, why they'd be in a movie theater. I don't know, but it, there it is anyway. Um, and then, so Ken is like, George, wait, do me a favor. Kill me with this sword. And George is like, I can't do it. (laughs) That's the whole reason that sword was there was just for that scene. Right. The whole reason. Exactly. And then you got the demons come up the stairs and like Ken's like begging him to do it. And then he's got that green vomit coming down. So finally, George gives in and kills him with the sword. Yeah. I think they reused that scene with the demons coming up the stairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, 
And then so uh, Cheryl, she takes off, I think, during all of this. And she ends up back down in the theater because she's like, holy shit, the demons are coming. I'm not staying here while you fight with your with your man crush. Yeah, I thought they were all sticking together. But then I remembered that she wasn't with them when they like, screw you, George. Yeah. I don't have time for this. <laughs> for your indecisiveness, I'm out of here. <laughs> so all of a sudden, George arrives on a bike on that motorcycle to save Cheryl. <laughs> and then we get the demon fingers in the wheel when it turns. I love that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just wrote in giant letters on my notes, craziness. Insanity. Why? Yeah. Okay. Isn't it great? Why? <laughs> My there is so much going on here that my mind cannot wrap itself around it. No, I would love to have seen your face when you first watched this because the movie's already like amped up to like insanity levels, and then this is like what the hell? Yeah, and then you hear it like, okay, we're at that point now where they hear that sound coming from above, right? Um, hang on, not yet. Well, okay. kind of. So he's like biking up the stairs, down the stairs. He's on the stage. He's across the seats. He gets scratched. Um, he slices the punk girl. Um, Cheryl falls off. George loses control. Um, uh, he uh, he stabs Ingrid through the tummy. Uh, and then they hear the copper sound. And she's like, what's going on? Okay. And then. <laughs> and at this point, I was trying to come to terms with why a helicopter is crashing through the ceiling <laughs> like what honestly what in the actual fuck <laughs> because like i said as as you made note of uh the blind guy snuck his way out the door but i right. didn't see that and so i was right. like i thought this was contained only to the movie theater you were wrong rob no i was completely wrong so <laughs> good inside the helicopter we've got two dead pilots one's like scalped <laughs> Or are they dead? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I like how Cheryl, like, like after everything, you know, what you have learned these last like preceding hours, she gets as close as she can to look at it. And so does George on the other side. And I'm like, what are you people thinking? Horror movie logic. <laughs> right. And then I like this too, because you get the viewpoint of like someone else watching Cheryl and George. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the demons start pouring into the theater. More and, demon. And it's like he pulls a MacGyver out of his ass. Right, and, right. Because the copter won't start. No, but he uh, attaches the winch. Like he throws a, a rope or something up over the, into the hole. And attach, he tells her to attach the winch so they could kind of do a Batman zip line up, uh, up out of the floor or the ceiling. Right, yes. And I also love how they got the copter going just enough to chop some of the uh, ensuing Demons. Oh, yes. I forgot about that part. I love that. <laughs> to me, that was very uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so they like, I like how that, that like a snippet of the scene is like slow-mo as they kind of make their way up. Yeah, it's like you're moving too slow. That They're going to, you know, the demons are going to, they can move faster than that. Right, right. And then she gets, um, she actually gets scratched too, I believe. Let me see in my notes. Cheryl stands closer. Maybe I'm, maybe not. Maybe I'm on crack. Okay. I'm on crack. Um, so now they're on the roof. Um, and that's where you get like, this is not like you said, contained to the theater. This is going on everywhere because they, 
see like a demon in another window attacking someone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, no, this is, this is not good at all. Chaos, chaos everywhere. Now and, I don't think that could have started just from that blind guy though. I, okay. Since we're doing like, you know, theories or whatever, I suspect that maybe not, maybe not movies, but other things were set into place for this to spread at the same time. Okay. You know what I mean? Like maybe like, does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe it was the plan all along. And yeah, that's what I think. This just happened to be like a small piece of it. That's, that's what I thought. You know, like maybe there was like a, you know, a giveaway and a happy meal and, you know, <laughs> Halloween three and everyone put the mask on and all the little kids turned on their parents. And that was, that took care of that part of the town, and, you know, just different little things. Like maybe the Chrome guy wasn't the only one doing this. Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, you could do a lot. God, we could do a whole podcast just on like. The I know the, the theories of this movie behind who's the culprit. You know? Exactly. Exactly. But luckily they're safe on the roof and the movie ends. Yeah, right. (laughs) They should be so lucky. King Demon makes his triumphant return because we haven't seen him except for uh, when he suddenly appeared in the glass, like as a reflection. Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm wondering if this, uh, if this demon can actually like teleport or like, you know, he doesn't live in this realm and he can kind of just come and go as he pleases. Right. And not have to pay the subway fare. Yeah. Right. Um, which I mean, and I think that adds to the whole hopelessness of this. It's like you were pretty much probably doomed from the get go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we've got uh, our uh, man behind the mask and he pushes George like into the hole, but luckily he grabs onto the rebar wire and he's like, <laughs> Stopping on his face, pushing his face down. <laughs> yes. It looked like he was giving him a head massage at one point. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Had a rough day. Um, <laughs> and then at first, I because I had not seen this for a little bit, and I'm like, is she just standing over there doing nothing? <laughs> but I was wrong. Because she comes head on with that grappling hook and just goes right through the chrome guy with his, through his back and like pins him. And then I love how it's like a perfect lineup of his eye with the rebar wire. Yeah. And they're just pushing, pushing. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually he's taken care of. Um, But again, like your theory, I don't know, like if that's happening, couldn't you get out of that situation? I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know. Yeah. That's what it's like. How can this guy just appear on the roof of the building? And be waiting for them, like knowing that they're going to escape up there. But then he's so easily killed. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's also interesting. Or was he just like a uh, uh, what's the word I want? Like a like a tool almost for some a bigger power. And his his uh, his service has been rendered. And they're like, oh, we can just get rid of him now. We don't need him anymore. Yeah, expendable, right? Yeah, expendable. Exactly. Yeah. Is he the Dame Judy Judy Dench of the movie? <laughs> Not a quiver for, I gotta stop doing it. <laughs> I've gotta stop it. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So they're they're running and there's like demons everywhere, all along the street and everything. And then I love how she's like, I can't, I can't. I'm like, bitch, 
It's like you made it out of the movie theater. You better can. You totally can do this. You totally can do this. You've got the power. Yeah. But she can't. Um, anyway, so they're running and this all of a sudden this like Jeep is just like right there. Ah, yes, with the with the kids, the or the kid. Well, okay, so let's let's do this all over again. So the man's older. And the 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 one in between, um, uh, the girl June, her name's June, wife or daughter? I'm gonna say daughter, definitely not I, wife. Okay, I thought so too. And then there's the other little boy, Kirk, and they all got like weapon. Yeah. <laughs> and Which at I this like. point, this this went full Day of the Dead, right here. I oh, mean, full Day me. of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. That, that it totally did. That full full Day of the Demons. Yeah, yeah totally. Day of the Demons. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, full day. Yeah, exactly. And so they're like, um, they're in the front of the jeep, and so Cheryl and George pile into the back, and they hand them weapons as well, and. You know, at least two of the people made out alive in the end credits roll. And it was a cool movie. No, I think there was a little bit more than that. What? (laughs) Now, I'm not clear on who turned. Was it the guy or the girl that turned? It was Cheryl because you see her. She's like all of a sudden she's like rubbing like a bump on her neck. Oh, shit. Yes, that's right. (laughs) And then but she gets quickly shot in the face. By Kirk, the little blonde kid. He just erased her. Oh, Not even the second spot. Like, bam! And, I gotcha. And then, like, my my end thought was, like, no ass for you tonight, bro. Sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, none whatsoever. Yeah, and then, the, like, the scene, like, just ends on this, like, crumpled Cheryl demon laying in the middle of the highway. Yep. And then we Drive see the away. words coming up. <laughs> Oh no, I love it so much. So, Rob, yes. Did you enjoy the movie? I truly did. Yay! This was a fantastic movie from start to finish. It didn't take 50 minutes to get into the good stuff. <laughs> cough, cough, night of the demons, cough. <laughs> oh, I thought you were referring to the funhouse. <laughs> no, no, no. Not the funhouse. Um, but yeah, this one Oh, it was enjoyable. I mean, it had everything that I could have ever wanted or asked for. Just, I mean, I loved it. Like I said, this replaces Night of the Demons for me. I really thought you would like it. I'm so happy to hear that you did. I I, I just had a feeling that this was going to be up your alley. Yeah, highly enjoyable. I mean, I would recommend this. So, like, not just Halloween, but like, if you're a fan of horror movies or demons movies and shit like that, then... I think you're going to dig this. Cool. And you said you start uh, Demons 2? I did. Okay, because I love that one equally as much as this one. Yeah, I think I made it to the point where they had just started to invade the high rise and uh, one demon popped out through the TV during the girl's birthday party and turned her. And then they were bleeding and the blood was like alien blood because it melted through the floor. So, oh yeah. Okay. But now, so are you liking it as well? Oh yeah, I am. It's completely different from the first one, but I still like it. No, I love it. I I would be down if you ever want to do that one too. Oh yeah. We're at some point we're going to have to visit that one. Oh good. I'm So I assumed you like it because you started the second one. I'm like, okay, he must really like it. Yeah. (laughs) I highly enjoyable. Yeah. 
it's it's so crazy because it, it uh, like once the helicopter and stuff, you're like, wait a minute, it's getting even crazier than it already was. Yeah, it's like I said, full uh, full Day of the Dead vibes, where it's like not just happening in one place; it's happening the entire world over. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very apocalyptic in that sense. <clears throat> and then, of course, I love it because I recommend it to you. So, I, I anyone at all, like if you're into like creature movies, gore, um, Italian cinema, um, it this like checks all the boxes. It's just a wild ride. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Pretty much from start to finish. I would you agree? Like it's it, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, the action picks up really quickly, and it just keeps going all the way to the end of the film. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. You don't, it's not like you've got to like, you know, like a, what was it? The Slayer we were talking about where you get your payoff for like the last like three minutes or something. It's yeah. The one that I had never seen, but yeah, I, no, it's, you get, you get a lot, a lot of bang for your buck with this one. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Now, did you want to uh, enter the recasting couch? I can do that. And then, um, also, after we do that, I just want to talk about the music just really quick. Or can I do the music real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay, just real quick. So it, it had uh, Rick Springfield on the soundtrack, which the the people that put this together, I don't know if they were smoking something or because <laughs> the, the acts are all very odd to me. They're kind of all over the place. But we had Rick Springfield, Motley Crue. Um, the movie credits the Scorpions, but on the actual release, they're not on there. Another band called Pretty Maids is on there for the U.S. movie version. So uh, deal with that what you want. I couldn't find any information about what Scorpions track was actually used. If anyone knows, let me know because it's driving me crazy. Um, Go West was on there. The Adventures, Billy Idol again, um, Except, and then Saxon was on there. So they really tried to like go the gamut with that. All yeah, right. the, the so now, pure heavy oh, metal. I'm sorry. That's just uh, pure heavy metal for this movie. Oh, pretty much. Rick. Oh my God. I have like almost gotten whiplash to headbanging to Rick Springfield. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I swear I didn't hear the Scorpions on here. I don't, I really don't know. I, I really don't know. I would like to actually watch it in Italian and see if it's on that one. The Italian version. I don't know. I have no idea, Rob. I just don't want to put misinformation out there, but I, anyway. Well, hey, we so, can only do so much, you know. Or nothing at all. Or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as far as my recasting couch goes, and I, what I did is I have taken the main characters and I have recast them with people that I would like to see in my version of Night of the Demon. Not saying it's a bad version or that anyone in the film was bad. This is just Kind of something I do sometimes. This is if you were the director, the people that you would pick. Yes. And then I tried to give you for each of them something that you might recognize these people from just because how you had to do with Mark Shepard and me. So for Cheryl, our lead Cheryl actress, uh, Catherine Mary Stewart. Night um, of the Comet. Night of the Comet. Okay, yes. I was trying okay. to remember where I heard that name from. So I would like her. Pretty much around that same time. So that would be, you know, like that was 84. This was 85. So that would work for this. Okay. For Kathy, I would really like Tatum O'Neill, but with dark hair. I don't know who that is. So it's Ryan O'Neill's daughter. 
And the movie I would recommend everybody in the world seeking out, she was uh, in a movie called Certain Fury from 85 with Irene Cara. Irene Cara is mainly a singer. She did, uh, she did What a Feeling, the Flashdance theme. Oh, okay. I remember Flashdance. <laughs> they were handcuffed together and they escaped their trial. One was for like a murder and the other was for like writing bad checks. Um, it's, it's an insanely crazy, weird movie. I don't know how it got made, but it's amazing. And everyone should have certain fury in their life. So I want her for Kathy. If you look her up, she kind of has the same kind of like piercing eyes. Oh, the same kind of, the same piercing eyes as, uh, Ingrid. No, Kathy. That's the friend with the demon comes out of her back. Okay. All right. And then for George, George is the one who can't kill Ken, but eventually does with on the motorcycle. Um, I would really like to see David Hasselhoff. (laughs) Early David Hasselhoff. Um, Yeah. Earlier David Hasselhoff. Um, Now that could be like maybe from revenge of the cheerleader, David Hasselhoff. If you're not familiar with that one has full frontal nudity from him. That was from 76. And he also did witchery with Linda Blair. That is a Fabrizio uh, Lorente movie. Um, from 88. I love Linda Blair. So I recommend that one too. Now, Ken, I want it to be Dana Ashbrook. And I think I'm right, right on base with this one. If you don't know him, are you a Twin Peaks fan? No, I'm not. Okay. Anybody out there, he played Bobby in Twin Peaks. He would be perfect for Ken. Um, he was also in Return of the Living Dead too. He was Tom Essex from that one. And he was in uh, Waxwork from 88. He was Tony. If that helps. Okay. And he was also in The Girlfriend from Hell in 89. But he is like almost a dead ringer for this Ken guy. Close enough, it would be perfect. And now Ingrid, I I really want Nicole Kidman, like way back from like Dead Calm. Oh, wow. I would totally pick Nicole Kidman as well. Yeah, I think that would be a perfect cast for that one. Or no, actually Tracy Lords. (laughs) I love (laughs) Tracy Lords. (laughs) <laughs> um, my movie though she could not become a, a demon she would just have to be tracy lords actually i would just have tracy lords as tracy lords in my movie yeah yeah that's true you know what i would do i would flip it and i would have tracy lords be the one with the mask oh you you'd have her be like the uh the dematerializing demon giving tickets yeah that's what i would do okay oh i like how you think rob okay that's, that's <laughs> what i'm gonna do because i didn't cast i didn't cast anyone from mckellick that's what I'm going to do. All right. And then for Tony, I actually went with Bing Rains. Oh, good choice. Good choice. And for people out there who have not seen his uh, work in Patty Hearst or Jacob's Ladder, check those two out. I can actually see Bing Rames doing that, being like oh, the yeah. pimp. And now, I, now and I'm not saying like none of these people did a good job because I love Goretta Goretta so much. But if I had to replace her, I would definitely beg and plead for Grace Jones. Really? See, I would have gone with Denai Guerrera from uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. I just, to me, Grace Jones can do no wrong. And I would just love to see her in this movie just ripping the shreds out of people. Well, Grace Jones is awesome. I mean, I will give you that. And then people see Vamp. If you've not seen it, you owe yourself that. And then Carmen, I would really like Maria Conchita Alonso. Now, she was in Predator, right? Two. 
Huh? Predator 2. Oh, Predator 2. I thought she was the girl in first Predator. Wait, was she in both? You know what? She may have been. I just wrote down Predator 2 because I love Predator 2. Um, yeah, I tried I'll to have no- to check. Um, no, you may be totally right. I'm not even calling you a liar on that one. No, I just, I actually want to know if it was her or if it was some other um, Spanish-speaking lady. Oh, my gosh. No, it was uh, Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> Dame- oh. <laughs> Let's see. I got pulled up. Oh, um, shit. I think it would be easy because she's basically the only female in there. Um, yeah, she is the only girl there. Anna was Elpidia. Oh, man. I am zero for zero here. I just want to check because I did not want to take away from her acting career in any way. Yeah. Um, she was also in Lords of Salem, which I love. Who? Which one? El- Elpidia Carrillo? Carrillo? No, Maria. Maria Conchita Alonso. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, all right. Maria Conchita Alonso. Who did she play in Predator 2? Was she a cop? She, uh, let me go back. Um, we're going to talk off air about you doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's virus all over again. All over again. Let's see. Let me look at real quick. She was Leona Cantrell. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Correct. Good for you, Rob. Hey, I mean... T- Predator and Predator 2 were some of my favorite films, so I try to remember as much as I can. Predator 2 made a big impact on me because it's not often you see nude men hanging upside down in a film. (laughs) That was a keeper. Um, And then now you got to, you will have to look this person up and you will have to use your imagination a bit because most of the pictures are of her now, not when she was younger, and it's more in the face. But the only punk I recast was Nina, the female one. And I went with Denny Dillon. Mm. Does not ring a bell. No, she was on Saturday Night Live, the 80 to 81 season. And that was it. She was in Saturday Night Fever. And she was in House 4. House, okay, the one that I did not see, House 4. House 3 and House 4, didn't even know they existed. Okay, but she was in that, but just the face and the blonde hair, she could pull that off. Okay. But she could pull it off. You know who I would have picked for her, actually? It was, uh, I'm just thinking of this now, doing it like off the cuff, but um, let's see, what is her name? All right, she played in Howard the Duck. Leah Thompson? Yes. Really? Or the one from the original Warlock, where she gets her bracelet stolen by the Warlock and she ages. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I told you, I don't know the actress, but I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. I can I totally see both of them playing Nina. I thought you were going to say uh, Zelda Rubenstein. Um, let's see. Rob? I don't know who that is. The woman from Poltergeist? Come into the light, Carol Ann. Oh, no. See, I don't even know that lady's name. My goodness. Lori, no. Not Lori Singer. From Warlock? Uh, Yeah. Lori Singer? Is that the one you're talking about? Cassandra? Yeah, Cassandra, yeah. Lori Singer, the girl from Fame. 
Okay, interesting. I can see her with her hair okay, like yeah, I can see that okay. teased up and bleach blonde. Interesting. See, I love playing this game with people because they pull things out I would have never thought of. Yeah, it's like those two. Like, now I said I wasn't prepared, and I'm definitely not prepared because I didn't do any research on this. But just like thinking of okay, the the one who's playing Nina Bettina Ciampolini, um you know, punker from the eighties. Now between those two, I would definitely pick either of them to play Nina. Okay. Interesting. See, I love this game. It's so much fun. It is. It's fun. Now I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but have you checked out Christina yet? The uh, movie? Oh, I knew I, I knew I forgot something. Okay. (laughs) I want to though. It's still on my to-do list, but I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll let you know when I see it. It'd be like a best movie ever. ever. <laughs> There's nudity everywhere. Full frontal. I remember one time the movie's called Flesh and Blood, and it's got Rutger Hauer in it. Rutger Hauer in it with, uh, uh, oh, what's her name? She was in Single White Female. Not Bridget Fonda, but the other one. Jennifer Jason Lee. Okay. And I I had caught it on cable one time and I remember like this scene, like with Rutger Hauer and like a, like a G string that went on and on forever and ever and ever. And I talked it up and talked it up to Walter and we watched it. And I was like, <laughs> that was like a second mark. And that's all I could remember of that movie. <laughs> oh shit. It made such an impact on me. <laughs> My goodness. That's so funny. <clears throat> I remember a movie I don't know what it's called, but it did make a, a weird impact on me where it still got me scratching my head to this day. And I don't know the name of it. All I remember is this one scene where there's like a, a, a prepubescent girl and she's like stripping for these boys, but she takes off what is thought to be her clothes and underneath she's wearing a skin colored swimsuit and it's got, it's got circles with little nipples drawn on it. And I was like, what the hell is this? What am I watching? Was it a comedy or a drama or a? It might have been a drama. It was on cable, like maybe 95, I think. I don't know if that's the year it came out. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I never knew the title of the movie because I didn't watch the whole thing. It's like after that part, I changed the channel. I was like, what the hell am I watching? There was one time... There was this girl and she was a lot younger than me, but I didn't really have anyone to hang around with. So we would kind of like play together for a little bit, but eventually like we get on each other's nerves and fight, but then we'd play together and fight. Well, anyway, I was over at her house and there was a movie on and I remember the very ending of it It was basically like this haunted house kind of deal. And the very end, there was this, guy and this girl in a room that was dark and he was explaining there was you saw nothing you just heard his voice and he was like explaining to her that basically what had happened in the haunted house is that when some when this um boy was younger he had gotten locked in a room uh for like weeks or months and they didn't find him he went insane and by the time they had found him he had he was crazy and then the girl started to figure out as he was talking that he was actually that boy and she was locked in that room with him and started screaming. 
Wow. And I didn't know the movie and that like bothered me forever. And it took me like decades to track it down. (laughs) I finally found it. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because like that's such a like little minute thing to like try to find a whole movie based on it. Right. I hate that that so much, Rob, when you can't figure something like that out. And I don't think I want to find out what movie this is because it was just incredibly strange. Like even for I think I was like 19 years old when I saw it. And I'm just flipping through the channels and I come across this and I'm like, what is that girl doing? You explaining that made me think of one and I believe they're rich. It's like a brother and sister, I want to say. And they're, they're wealthy and their parents are tired of them just like taking it for granted. So they kick them out and they have to live on their own and like try to find a way to like fend for themselves basically. And I think it's the brother that's an artist and um so and but Uma Thurman I'm pretty sure is in it and um he's a very gifted artist and he does like I think it's called Trump Loy where you paint um basically he's painting his sister and his sister's friend they're nude but they'll stand in front of something and he'll paint like it's like a like a landscape and they're standing in front of it so they're painted as well and you don't even notice they're there until they open their eyes and so he becomes like really famous for this. And that's how he makes enough money to support him and his sister and everything. But like the artwork is amazing in it. Wow. And it's really cool because it, they really do blend into the picture. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. Yeah. But you talk about the suit reminded me of that for some reason. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's one of possibly one of the weirdest things I had seen. That's what I love about film is you can do anything with it. <clears throat> except explain why the man with the metal mask can get everywhere and then die. Yeah. How, how does, how can he show up in reflections? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, Oh, well, so I guess we should wrap this up. It sounds like we've kind of come to an end. Yeah. I think we've exhausted every Avenue here. I think we have every, every Avenue has been exhausted. So coming up next, we have an American world in London. How more I'm, werewolf party, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited for that. And if people would like to reach us, we can be found on Instagram at midnight mass creature cast. Definitely give us a follow there on Instagram. Please do. And if you want to send us an email, um, like if we, if we totally butchered this movie in the names and you want to yell at us, That'll be mmccpod at gmail.com. But remember, I did everything out of love. Yeah. And like, there was a lot of stuff I messed up too. No, but I love this movie and I hope that people at least give it a shot um, and and see it for themselves. Even though it's foreign, don't let that just dissuade you from giving it a watch. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have too many foreign film vibes. Um, like the American watcher will definitely get into it. I think. Oh, I mean, it's set in a movie theater. I mean, it's yeah, I, it really it all for the most part takes place in, uh, a theater or transpires, uh, in a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Those are your settings. And I so mean, if you want to, if you want to use subtitles, you can choose to, but it's in English. So. Right. Yeah. It's not like you have to, re- I think this would be hard to read and wa- follow it. 
I, I'm, I'm glad it's available in a dub. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Yeah. It would be because there's so much going on. It would be hard there's to keep lot. track of more words and everything. Yeah. Or at least watch it once, uh, you know, in the English dub, if that's your, your language you're comfortable with, and then go back and watch the Italian dub. So, you know, kind of what's going on being said, you know, and then you can kind of read, a, read along as the action uh, proceeds. Yeah. Good point. Yes. All right. So thank you for doing this with me again. Hey, anytime, you know, we are, we're on a roll. We are on a roll. All right. I'm looking forward to next week. That should be fun. Oh, that should be it. I mean, I can't wait to watch it once again and then to like talk about all the things that I didn't notice the first time (laughs) and just, you know, just watch it all over and come up with crazy theories and recast. I'm definitely going to write some shit down to recast. See, that's going to be a hard recast for me because I, I do love the cast of that one. Not that I don't love this one, but like, I love that cast. So it'll be hard for me. Now, do you have a crush on Jenny? Jenny, uh, the nurse, Jenny Augeter? I'm going to have to watch it to remember everything. Okay. All right. All right. And then I'll let you know. (laughs) We shall see then. Yeah. We're going to find that out. It'll be a cliffhanger. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. And we will catch you next time. All right. Stay spooky.